This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to this very special show featuring Trace Mayer. It's beyond the One Bitcoin Show because when he comes on the show, we got to have a just a complete special. We'll have the One Bitcoin Show later in the evening. <laughs> but now we got to have Trace on because apparently there's all these wacky things going on in cryptocurrency. And I think people want to hear what <laughs> Trace has to say about some of these. We haven't heard from him about it. He's been very busy. And I want to hear what he has to say about this SV, ABC, B cash, fake Satoshi, real Satoshi type of stuff. So Trace, welcome back to the show, baby. Yeah, glad to be here. Let's kick the tires and light the fires. Well, let's already people want their SV. They want it so much. You tweet, what has happened here? You tweet, you had a very interesting tweet that you just sent out there. Well, I, I think it's interesting. You know, if you, if you, if you, there's a lot of noise in this industry and there's not a lot of signal. And if you get yourself stuck over in RBTC, you're over in like a very noisy place without a lot of signal. And if you're, you know, if people like listen to my podcast, like I'm all about being the hodler last resort and you need to have security as like your prime focus. You know, that's why I funded Armory, right? And <laughs> there's a post over there on RBTC and this clown imports his seed into a fake Electron SV wallet so he can get his airdrop from this Bcash, <laughs> Bcash SV like drama that's going on. And of course what happens? 335 of his Bcash gone like that, $140,000. And he's like shaking. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like capital is gonna flow to who treats it best. If you don't respect the private keys, they're gone. And they go to somebody who does respect the private keys. And the capital that's getting transferred via this, this new crypto age, it's going to the people who respect it. And so you gotta have some clear thinking you got to hone in on signal, not not on noise, and get distracted. And that, that's how you're going to actually be able to keep the rabbit. Everybody's chasing the rabbit. Who's actually going to keep the rabbit? Well, well the, the, here, here's part of the problem. Not everyone even knows what the rabbit is anymore. There's so much crypto noise. They think, oh, per perhaps with all these threats of war, that this is the real, this is the deal I want to get behind. This is... This is what I should be following here. And and you the crypto noise is confusing a lot of people out there. It it really is. I mean, he one of the people behind uh this uh SV, uh, he, he's saying there's a he's gonna reveal a problem with Segwit in the future. In the future, he's not gonna reveal it right now. What what do you think about? Um, the figurehead behind CV, behind SV. I mean, which, which one, Fake Toshi? Fake Toshi, yeah. So, so, so Fake Toshi said that he's got a couple of bitcoins. Um, I'd like to buy all of his bitcoins that he's got. You know, if if he's really got some that he's going to dump on the market, like, come at me, bro. Like, I'd like to buy them all, to be honest. <laughs> and so, like, let's get a deal done. Do some business. Uh, but, but anyways, like fake Toshi, 
<laughs> it's great entertainment value, but like if you get suckered in to paying attention to him and giving him any credence, uh, <laughs> I have to really question your cognitive ability. Well, unfortunately, that guy did. The person who lost his uh, his B cash really got enthralled with all of this, and uh, he is. It, there's demagoguery going on here. It's 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 unbelievable. But I mean, I don't I don't get how people can fall for this either. But he 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 talks a big game. So on a technical level, does he actually know anything? I haven't seen anything. I mean, prove it. Like. <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't really pay any attention, hardly at all. Uh, I don't like, you know, I just, life's too short. I got, I got too much other stuff to do. That's, uh, like, why pay any, atten any well, attention to this guy? You no, know, people had not been paying attention. And then this fork comes up and everyone thinks they're going to get free coins, which I guess would have been nice. But then he, I mean, he took advantage of the situation and started talking the talk. And the talk just never stopped and it never so how how is it going to all i mean I, I think he's faking it until he makes it okay um i think he's going to move the goalpost. i i think he's going to claim victory no matter what the outcome of all this is but what what is up with this hash war i mean do, do you think he's he's got the ability to win it to shut down the 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 abc version are there going to be two at the end of the day like Prove it. Where's his hash rate? <laughs> like, I, but like, it doesn't even matter. Like, we're talking about some altcoin that doesn't even matter. Like, you know, Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin. Like, we did this last year. My average sale price is like 0.118. It's what, like 0 0.07 or something? I don't even know. Like, yoink, I just took a bunch of Bitcoins with your stupid fork. And now, like, now, and you didn't learn and like you're gonna do this fork thing again like you're gonna lose <laughs> you're gonna lose your bcash if you go running off after the the inferior chain that's that's being you know supported by the inferior brain so it's a it, it's a I think it's just kind of a joke like <laughs> but but on the on the good side, you know, we're going to get some helpful data out of this. We're going to see some adversarial economic game theory play out in blockchains. The only problem I find is that I don't think we get the full extent of that adversarial game theory because the people playing the game just don't have the cognitive capacity that the people in the Bitcoin space have. Um, and that's why they're playing in, in the kiddie pool and not in the big pool, you know? Uh, and so anyways, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of drama. But at the end of the day, like they're not getting any more Satoshis on the Bitcoin blockchain as a result of this behavior. Well, th this is the thing. You say it's just another altcoin, and it is just another altcoin. But there are many people in the space that don't grasp that concept, okay? They, well, hear, they, well, and there has been panic. And he is trying to position himself as something that is as big as Bitcoin and that can attack Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah but the, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is great because hodlers of last resort on the Bitcoin blockchain, we're bleeding them out of all their Bitcoin Satoshis. We're bleeding them out and they're losing their position. They're losing their territory on the Bitcoin blockchain. Like, OK, go, go play on that little uh, kiddie pool, you know, like you want to put your big boy shorts on like 
you got to play in the Bitcoin blockchain if you want you want to wear your big boy pants. Like that's just the way it is. Big, this is where the big boys play. That's what I always say. Pound that like button. That Trace and I were, were thinking the same here. We're on the same line. Of well, well, <laughs> I mean, clear, clear back in 2015, I was asked by Juan Galt, like at at Anarchapoco. He asked, he asked, like, well, what about Bitcoin Core? Like, what about their competitors? And I was just saying what everybody knew. What competitors? The other guys, they're the JV bench warmers. Like, if they were any good, they'd have pull requests that got accepted and merged. They don't because they're bench warmers on the JV team. Like, they're in the kiddie pool with their little floaters on their arms to stay afloat. Like, they're, 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 they're not players. They don't really matter. So it's just a lot of drama, but not a lot of substance. Yeah, well, I think in the overall crypto space, people, they don't grasp JV team versus varsity versus fresh soft team. We even had one of those at my high school. But I, because if you look right now, I mean, amazingly enough, you, I think a lot of us have missed this. And this speaks loud and clear about the people that are buying, that don't value their wealth in Bitcoin. I'll tell you that. Ripple now by uh, market cap is listed as number two on coin market cap right now. Ripple overtook Ethereum. Yeah, but like they have lockup agreements on the XRP and like whatever. You know, they, they have a market making program. It's like it's like Bitmain valuing their B their, their million B cash at like spot. Yeah, nah. Like you sell thirty thousand of that B cash and you're gonna drain the entire order books worldwide. You know, and, and the other fun part about all of this stuff is how it's tied in with Tether and with Bitfinex. You know, because, ooh, last I checked, there's now a 3% withdrawal. Like, if you want to withdraw USD out of Bitfinex, it's 3%. Yeah. Like, man, that, that inspires a ton of confidence. Guess what? It's another goxing. It's another, people didn't learn the first time. So guess what? That guy who lost his 335 Bcash? Like, uh-uh, that's small potatoes. We got another... We got another goxing happening with billions of dollars at stake. <laughs> you, you're on the line of, you know, on, on to the topic of uh, Tether and Bitfinex. You think things aren't good over there. You, you are. Uh, why is there a 3% withdrawal on USD and why is it taking time to process the wires? It would appear that they would have, that they don't have the US dollars. That's what it would be. That's like, it. like, like I needed some USD because I made a large purchase the other day. I, I submitted it at Ledger X. It was wired out within 30 minutes. Hit my bank account in 30 minutes. Like, what's the deal? Like, no, no. Like, you either got the dollars and you can wire them or you can't. You either got the Bitcoin and you can send them or you can't. Like, and if you can't send them, you start like putting 3% withdrawal fees and you start saying like, oh, we got a new bank or oh this or oh that. Like excuse after excuse after excuse. Like when are people going to learn? We've been in this industry for a decade. Like seriously, a decade. Mount Gox. Like we've had, everybody's had plenty of warning. Like no sympathy. Nuh-uh. No, no sympathy. Well, that, that, no, there are so what you're saying. I mean, to, to, to put this all out here for the newbies, you control your own private key, people. You don't store it at an exchange. You don't you don't mess with these exchanges. They all get hacked eventually. Dude, hot, hot, hodler of last resort. 
Bitcoin Core, Armory, Glacier Protocol, Purism Laptop. It's that simple. There's your Glacier Protocol again. People liked when you brought that up last time. Talk about it some more. Talk about some well, Glacier Protocol. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's 85-page PDF. You can go download it, like read through. You'll learn where the landmines are. Like seriously, if you're not doing your homework, if you're not educating yourself, what are you doing here? Like you're going to lose some coins? You're going to lose your money? Like, is that what you're doing here? Like, seriously. Well, that's like, grow, like, grow up. Personal responsibility. Bam! Yeah. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Keep on going. Keep on going. No, that, that's just, I mean, it's that simple. Like, Bitcoin is absolutely brutal at allocating the gains and the losses. Like, it's just brutal. 335 Bcash. The guy's like, don't make fun of me. It might push me over the edge. Guys, you don't want to you don't want to end up you don't want to end up with like these these guys that, that we're talking about that don't control. I mean, first of all, Gla Glacier Protocol again. Tracy, you're a real smart dude and everything. Not everyone can can read that whole thing. I mean, that's for the tech dude. I mean, what would you write what, below that? Below, just control your own private key on your. Tracy. No, no, no. They're like I'm the hardware of last resort. There's nothing below the best. That's why I'm in Bitcoin. The best. Like it's. It's that simple. Like, no, no, not nothing below the best. I gave you the four things. That's it. Repeat the four things. Repeat the four things. You still do the best. Bitcoin core, Bitcoin core for network validation. Armory for managing your private keys. Glacier protocol for your standard operating procedures. And a purism laptop for your hardware. None of this like ledger stuff, none of this Trezor stuff, like the best. The, the best. Hey, man, that everything they just said, that takes some learning out there. Okay. And you, we, we live in a fast paced world, and you know that so many of the people in this space will never touch any of those four things that you just mentioned. But then, we, lose, then lose your Bitcoin, be poor. <laughs> Seriously, oh. personal responsibility, order, integrity, done. It's that simple. This this is a hardcore. This is the holder of last resort we're talking to right here. Well, well I mean that you know, I talked about this on Pierre Richard's show too, that like I'm the hodler of last resort. I coined the term, right? Like none of this bit, bit, Bitcoin cash is a real Bitcoin. I want people to know exactly what they're buying. I want to know exactly why they're buying it. I want them to know exactly how to keep it safe and secure, you know, so they don't lose it. I mean, like, it's horrible. You know, it's horrible to make the right decision at the right time, but implement it the wrong way and lose your money. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. I got I got a friend. Yeah, is Blockchain.info yeah, story? <laughs> yeah, blockchain.info. You know, my friend went to law school with her where, you know, where I help them buy their first hundred dollars of Bitcoin. They keep it in blockchain.info. I get pinged on Skype. The Bitcoins are all gone. It'd be like $10 million today. Ooh, bam. Like, why'd you procrastinate? Why didn't you take it serious? Personal responsibility. Yeah, at this point, people should not be keeping anything on blockchain. There's much better uh, alternatives out there. Obviously, that's like the worst. Yeah, yeah, and and this and this isn't just for the Bitcoin space. 
Have you seen what's going on in the general markets, the stock market? How about PG&E stock? You know, they set California on fire. They're, they've imploded. You know, we have way more debt than we had in 2007 globally. Interest rates are going up. Guess what's going to happen? GE, it's now junk. Yeah. GE's yeah. junk. It's yeah. junk rated. Guess what's going to happen? In December, it was paying 4% interest rate. It's over 6.2% now. Guess what's going to happen? Mm-mm. Counterparty risk, financial financial counterparty going to fail. All that debt goes poof, evaporates. Bitcoin, it floats on top of the bathtub water. You know, the Fed puts more water in. Bitcoin will go up because the water goes up. They don't. They quantitative ease. The drain goes down. Bitcoin goes down. It's floating on top of the water. It's going to get crazy, absolutely crazy in the general financial markets, in the Bitcoin markets. It's always crazy. You know, it's it's just it's just where we're at. And if you're going to take the risk to own Apple shares that, you know, you probably don't even actually own because there's like this DTCC and like a chain of 50 bajillion people between you and your shares. And like, you don't even have voting rights. And then like, let's say you have Facebook shares and it's like 10 voting shares to one share that you own. So no control there either. Or do you just have the private keys to your own thing? You know, personal responsibility. Like the it's been a decade. Humanity They've had the opportunity to get themselves educated. It's going to be on like Donkey Kong. It's coming. On like Donkey Kong. Pound that like button, people, for that 80s arcade reference. All right. I prefer Junior Pac-Man, actually, but that's for another show. So that's, what, that's what you do with all these forks, just gobbling up Satoshis like Pac-Man. <laughs> exactly. Value your wealth in Bitcoin, people. Value your wealth. If, if you happen to... If this thing actually splits in two and you get you end up with SV and SV and ABC version, uh, we'll definitely dump that SV for the. Oh, the I mean, <laughs> I mean, th think about it. We've had Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold, Super Bitcoin, Bitcoin Diamond, Micro Bitcoin just happened like a month ago. Bitcoin Private, Bitcoin Lightning, like we've had like seventy of these things. Yeah, you've been you've been scarfing up all the stuff like Pac Man, like getting as many Satoshis as you can with all of these forks. Or are you or are you like technologically illiterate, not able to safely claim your force because you haven't done your homework? Just uh, sitting around hoping number, to get number, rid. Two, number two is most people. Now, number two is most people. I mean, first of all, most people don't even know these forks exist. But it, dude, it is it's scary as anything. For I mean, it's not even worth someone's while to experiment if they're not fully confident to try to get something like B Diamond. Like it, it's not even worth their. If they're not fully confident in what they're doing, I mean, you're you're talking a level of expertise and knowledge that few um, would really have. At, yeah, at this point. yeah, but but like, what are people doing? They're 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 playing a, paying attention to all this drama instead of like doing the homework and figuring out how to how to like get more satoshis with all these forks. Uh, I mean, like I, I was I was looking at it and like. I think I think the forks that I've claimed are now down something like ninety six percent since I actually realized the sale on them. You know, early bird gets the worm. It's just the it, way it is. Exactly. And so, for, there's there's some people out here, and I'm sure you have heard this before, Trace. 
They're like, Trace Mayer is lucky. He's only lucky that he has as much Bitcoin as he has. He, he got it, you know, for, for 10 cents back in the day. But look look what Trace just said here. He, he's got all his Bitcoin and everything. He's got so much knowledge and confidence that all these insane forks that came out, he turned every single one into Bitcoin. So it's not luck, people. It is not It is not <laughs> luck at all. I mean, he, he, he's got... From the forks alone, he's got more Bitcoin than uh, the people that are hating on him. There are no coiners anyway, most likely. Well, probably more than like Satoshi too. But uh, uh, but no, I mean, it, it's really funny. Like the more I prepare and, and the more opportunities that come along, the luckier I get. It's the strangest thing. I just I just don't get it. Like what's up with that? That's that's uh, what's envy. It's envy out there. It's people. No, people, it's people. It's, well, they're not in motion. They want to complain. It's it's people not taking personal responsibility. Like, go get in the Occupy Wall Street line. Bake for something. You know, put your put your head out. Like, do a GoFundMe or whatever. You know, like what it's. So, so you wanted something that you said before that stuck out in my mind. You like people should understand what they're getting into. That what big, that you're out there to tell people what Bitcoin really is, and so that they don't fall for something that other people are calling Bitcoin, which some say Bcash. Let, let's let's go back and how this whole Bcash thing was born with the small blocks versus big blocks, segwit, all that stuff. To remind everyone the differences and why. Uh, and and put into the current situation why what's going on with Bcash right now can't happen with Bitcoin and why Bitcoin is is superior and different with its uh, you know high hash rate and, and small blocks etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I mean the reason Bitcoin's different is because it's got hodlers of last resort that freaking rocket. Know what I'm saying? They well, freaking rocket. I I know it. And. It doesn't matter what happens to the price. Like they hold and then they acquire more. Mm-hmm. And what's that do? It makes the block reward worth more. So it incentivizes miners to come in and provide that hash rate. But it's all about the hodlers of last resort. They're the ones with the unencumbered monetary sovereignty. Hey, Power. Yeah. Power. <laughs> well, for, first of all, the, the, the holders of last resort, that's uh, what they just say we're lucky, I guess. Um, well, you, you in one of your in one of your tweets, um, you talk it was a crypto winter tweet. I don't even have it out here now. I'm just remembering it from memory. And you and some people contacted me about it because they you said like three thousand dollars in it. Do you remember this tweet at all? You, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I was. Uh... You know, after it ran to 1300, it, you know, it came down like it always does in these cycles because these, that's just what these cycles are, you know. And I was asked, you know, where it was, I think it's about 400 at the time. And there is like, you know, brutal bear market just like this one. Uh, and it was like, well, how low could it go? And I was like, well, you know, maybe like 300. But if something really bad happens, like Mount Gox failing, it could go to like 200. It went to, I think, 192, something like that. Mount Gox failed. You know, a lot of people lost a lot of money in Mount Gox. I didn't lose anything at all. I got lucky again. 
whatever. So so you said this time around it could go down to 3,000 basically. And people were like, Trace said 3,000. Well, I mean, you know, and then it's like, well, it could go to 115,000 too. You know, like Bitcoin is a wild, wild and crazy. I mean, this thing, like there's a lot of difference in how people value this thing, you know, and that, so we get the price going all over the place. But yeah, I mean, it, it could bleed out. I mean, if it gets really bad, I mean, look at Tether and how that's a foundation for a lot of these uh, shady exchanges out there and price discoveries happening over there. And now we got backed like coming online, you know, and they're going to be charging a dollar per contract, a dollar for a Bitcoin. I mean, your cheapest legit exchanges are charging like eight or 12, 20 bucks like per Bitcoin. So if price discovery moves to bat and large institutions are coming in and, you know, that that might be part of what what's happening in this game, maybe backed and some of these big players, maybe they're like getting ready to cut Bitfinex off at the knees and move price discovery away from Bitfinex and 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 the other exchanges and on to backed where, you know, big boys play with billions and billions of dollars. Wow, this is uh, this is something to think about. Uh, you can tell I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it right now. You know, and uh, we gotta we gotta what? Who else is involved with Tether? You know, Binance and Bitmain, and like we got all this mining and stuff. But we gotta bleed all of this out. We gotta bleed all of them out. You know, I gotta say with the Tether stuff, and I I, I I'm not concerned about the Tethers. Great, I great, I. Yeah, I because obviously you don't hold very much. If you hold a million dollars of it, it's thirty thousand bucks to do a withdrawal. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, I have, of course I have no tether at all. I mean, of course I have none. Nothing to do. I have nothing to do with it. I I think it is crypt. There's a psychology to the Bitcoin space. There is definitely a psychology, and I think most people get caught up in the panics when there's no need to get caught up in the panics. When you just hold your Bitcoin and you control your private key, but we're, we keep so with this whole Bcash fork thing, Fatoshi started pumping it up like it was a, like a, a, the end of the world for all of crypto. He's going to take all of crypto down with him if he can't have his way, and people panic when there's no reason to panic. People are easily manipulated in in the crypto space. I, I've got to say, a lot of people are, and you're saying the best way to defeat that, and I agree. Is knowledge, and that's why you actually you call your thing the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. Probably, I don't know. I'm just guessing that. <laughs> knowledge is power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it 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 definitely it definitely is. Well, speaking of uh, again, go, going back to the, the Bcash, um, would you debate Craig Wright? I was already on a panel with him. It was me, uh, Joseph on Perling, Nick Zabo. Uh, Ed Moy, and it was the first time Nick Zabo appeared publicly, and and then Craig Wright on there too. So, uh, but I don't. I mean, the the way I debate Craig Wright is I would buy all these bitcoins that he says he's threatening to dump. Like that's how I'll debate Craig Wright. Like how many bitcoins you got? Yoink! I'll buy them all. Dude, that would be great. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he doesn't have any, and that's the thing. I I, I believe. Um, this this Calvin guy behind him. I didn't know much about Calvin beforehand, but Calvin is a billionaire, actually. So he that's I, a, that's word on the street, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a he's a wealthy 
he's a wealthy man. He, 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 I, I truly believe he's, he's a wealthy man. And that uh, the, the, the uh, fake Satoshi knows how to hang with, uh, he knows how to convince people of his, uh, to be his buddy and to, to, to fund this business. Because again, for this to be, for this attack to be successful, if there's going to need to be funding uh, behind it. The, the yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a force multiplier defensive position. Like your troops will get mowed down, like trying to take territory against like the Bitcoin hodlers. Oh, okay, that's that's I I'm but but the in the civil war within Bcash. That that's yeah, but but Bcash doesn't matter. Bcash is irrelevant. It's you, like it's I the know, I know that, and you know that. I know that, and you know that. But why? Yet, why, yes, why is it occupying so much time and attention? Well, this is the thing. Yesterday, the the again, and I value my wealth in Bitcoin. I value my. I, I know I saw the same amount of Bitcoin that I had two days ago. But there are a lot of people out there. It was not a coincidence that the fiat price of Bitcoin went down yesterday. It, it, it wasn't. It was not a coincidental situation. To, 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 because again, I talk about the psychology of the space. People get rat when they hear something that is disturbing to them. It's disturbing when there's a guy who says he's Satoshi, who is is a member of the fourth biggest crypto out there. When member is is a big uh, participant in that ecosystem, when he's constantly talking about war, war, this, war, that. People get into cryptocurrency. They, they don't know about the technical wars, and they, they 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 want savings. They want you know money. They don't want war. So it's it's this this talk is it it, it is uh, definitely scaring people off. And well, there's there's a mute button. You mute, and I and, and, that, and it's mute, and it's done. Mute done. I, I, I agree. Personal, personal I, responsibility. I, I agree wholeheartedly that this is nothing but an altcoin. But the no, the noise is going to keep you. You can say this about them. They are they're they're good attention seekers. They know how to get attention. Uh, yeah, like they, whatever. Anyways, are we going to talk about anything serious? <laughs> I, I want. Okay, so I want everyone to take what he just said. It isn't. It isn't serious. It will pass. It is a blip on the radar. But you got to say today, everybody and their brother is talking about this situation. Over there. Well, I'm only talking about it because you brought it up. I <laughs> thought we were going to talk about Bitcoin and like serious stuff. Well, I originally, you know, I wanted to tell people to get you on here so that people would understand that this situation has no long-term effect on Bitcoin. Which is basically what what, <laughs> what you have said. Um, so yeah, no. Let let's go back to just pure Bitcoin stuff. Let us let us return to, to pure Bitcoin. So what do you see? Well, this year, obviously, in terms of fiat, has has been disappointing for people. And I mean, I know I'm prepared that in terms of fiat, next year might not be. Very, uh, very, uh, a very happy time for those who value their wealth in, in fiat. Um, but what do you foresee? What are some big things you're foreseeing for, for 2019 leading up to the halving? Well, I mean, we've got backed coming online. You know, we've got Ledger X already operating. Uh, and so 
I think I think when backed comes online, then we're going to be talking about investment committees, right? Like investment, like big hedge funds, banks, uh, Goldman, like Bitcoin's still here. It's not going anywhere. And guess what's been happening this whole year? Lightning Network, they've been working out bugs like Watchtower code just got merged in. Uh, we've got 4,000 nodes, like 12,000 channels. Bit refills process 2,000 transactions with Lightning Network already. Uh, you know, this is extensibility, the additional layer. Uh, BitPay, <laughs> they paused uh, Bitcoin Cash acceptance. It's like, why isn't BitPay have Lightning Network integrated? Like, what's the deal, right? Uh, so, you know, if you're not moving forward on the latest tech, because BTC Pay, uh, Nicholas Dorier's thing, it's got Lightning Network integrated. So if you're not moving forward, like, it could get, you're just going to get left behind. You know, if you're dinking around, like getting distracted and not building the right stuff that people need, you know, to solve like real world use case, uh, use case issues, uh, it's not going to be good for you. So we've got large institutions. So once once there's a an ability for them to move in with custodian custodianship and uh, you know these other infrastructure hurdles, the investment committees are going to give the green light for them to at least buy something. You know, Yale, Yale, and Harvard are both moved in with their with their endowments. Uh, the Yale finance professors wrote the article. 6% of total assets in Bitcoin at the upper end, like 1% at a minimum, 3% if you think it's going to just perform half as well as it has in the past. So, I mean, we're talking about huge amounts of capital that can potentially be coming into this space. And how low could it really go? You know, I mean, hit 20,000 almost, like 5,500. Okay, even if it goes down another 50%, we're still looking at 2750, which is up 100% from where it was 18 months ago. You know, like investors, they think in terms of decades. You know, speculators, traders, like they think in terms of days and weeks and months. Like hodlers of last resort, they have a long time horizon. Long. Oh, and and so, you know, like if you're just here to get rich quick and you have no you have no mental investment and you can't control your emotions and you have no discipline, you're going to get wrecked, just absolutely wrecked. But if but if you've got like, you know, if you've got a long time horizon and your time preference has changed because you understand the nature of the soundest, hardest money that the world has ever seen. I mean, in 18 months, it's going to have a lower inflation rate than gold. I mean, this, and it's extensible. And the current system, like what money is, it's going to die. Like the current system is a burning platform. So like where, where's everybody going to go? And so this is the hardest, soundest money that the world has ever known. And... Like, so how low can it really go? I mean, it's up, it's up a hundred percent from 18 months ago. Dude, it, he, he just long-term thinking people. This is, he, he's, he's, I mean, this is great. Deferral of gratification. The basic concepts that I preach every day, he's preaching them too. I, I pound that like button people. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to say this, that what you just said, 
that in 18 months, and you're talking about the halving, uh, that the inflation rate of Bitcoin will be less uh, than gold. That's what you just said. That's yeah, what, yeah. That's a great way of phrasing it, people, because there's a lot of uh, gold fans out there. By the way, you still uh, you still a gold fan? You still mess around in, in that realm? Oh, yeah. yeah, I like gold. It's sound money. You know, it could be gold. It could be the dollar. It could be Bitcoin. Like, you know, the world has not settled on anything yet. You know, and that's why we're seeing such wide fluctuations in the Bitcoin price over the last decade. I mean, five years ago, like Bitcoin, look at where Bitcoin's at from where it was five years ago. I mean, gold's just about the same place it was. So, uh, you know, I mean, you got to just, you have to have long-term thinking. You have to have discipline. It's like, get rich quick. You're just going to get wrecked. You mentioned you mentioned Harvard Endowment Fund, and, and obviously all of these endowments, and uh, they're, they're going to pile into to Bitcoin eventually. It's a matter of time. A lot of people are like, why can't it just happen next week? Just you got to be patient. But there is there is one thing I would like to dig a little bit deeper into, because when Caitlin Long was on the show, she said that these uh that the people aren't these big organizations, these financial bohemists. They're not just going to buy Bitcoin. There is going to be diversification. Um, do, do you think there is? Do you think these, let, let give example, uh, Harvard uh, Endowment Fund, do, do, don't you think they're going to be dip their toes into some of the other cryptocurrencies also? Probably. I mean, like, doesn't mean they're going to make money doing it. <laughs> you know, blockchain, not Bitcoin. <laughs> we saw how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> You speak. You know, you mentioned the word blockchain again, and beforehand you mentioned blockchain.info and how no one should uh, <laughs> that your friend, your personal friend, probably lost ten million dollars worth of Bitcoin because because of blockchain.info. Um, but did you hear how they're giving out Stellar now for people who sign up for blockchain.info? Oh, yeah, they're getting yeah, going to do, start doing a lot of these like free airdrops, and it kind of gets around securities uh, laws and. Uh, you know, I look, we're we're moving into an era of financial innovation. We've it has been it has been hugely stifled over the last hundred years. And we're it's just a Cambrian explosion because of this censorship resistance. It's great, you know? Like, but Bitcoin is the apex predator. Know what I'm saying? Like, like, how do you kill this thing? You slice it in half with Mt. Gox and it's like comes back and is like 20 times the size and fully healed. You try the same thing with 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 Bcash and it like the same thing happens. It's 20 20x bigger. Like, I mean, this Bitcoin thing is a behemoth. like it is an apex predator that is built to just survive. And then it's, you know, it just takes territory in terms of the world's wealth. Uh, it's a black hole on the world's balance sheet. So, you know, if if they're going to be buying like the digital galaxy uh, digital asset index or whatever and, and get all these altcoins of varying amounts, I mean, is that really their strategy? Like they're just going to throw stuff at the wall, hope it sticks? Like that's their strategy, really? Diversification, like really? for the, diversification for the sake of diversification is a lot of people's strategy, unfortunately. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because because they don't 
They don't have any conviction. And why don't they have conviction? Because they haven't done their homework. And why haven't they done their homework? Because they're not disciplined. Dude, you're, this is great stuff, man. I, I, conviction, that's another one of my slogans. By the way, this uh, apex predator, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to use, can I use that in the future? Bitcoin, the apex predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, coined, I coined that one too. It was at HoshoCon. I was up on stage and like they asked me a question about it because this is the, the security conference, right? And I was like, no, I mean, like you have your custodianship solutions. That's the first network effect. And, you know, all these altcoins don't have them because Michael Turpin had lost like $25 million in like a SIM hacking and stuff. And it's because he had to keep these altcoins like on the exchange because he didn't have the wallets for them. And I was like, you know, this is one of the reasons that Bitcoin is the apex predator, you know, because you're going to be able to secure it because of all the infrastructure built around it. Like when when's there going to be a backed trading like Dash, for example, or Dogecoin? Like, not no, uh-uh, not going to happen. Not anytime soon. Like, when's a Dogecoin ETF going to come out? <laughs> Do you, well, if you think back to the dot-com era, there were some pretty crazy things going on. So you never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you never know. You never know. That's Dogecoin, because at least a Doge, there's a different, you know, Dogecoin isn't centralized real well. Anyway, let, let's, there's something, you, you brought the Cambrian explosion, that in this space, there's so much newness, so much creativity and production out there. Now, on the other hand, we have people that are into destruction. And I, I, I believe that destruction is always defeated by productivity, of course. Dude, you got to eat something. Exactly. But here we've got, have you heard about the shark pool thing? Um, that, that there's going, pool. You know, the, the miners, they'll be targeting all sorts of, uh, uh, oh, yeah, things. yeah. They're going to like try to 51% attack the altcoins and stuff. That yeah, sounds awesome. You think that you see, I, I think there, I think that's negativity. I think that, I think that why, I, I, why not just let the altcoins do what they're going to do? I, I, I don't think people should try to destroy the altcoins. I think people should learn that Bitcoin is the real thing. And then the altcoins can they can die out on their own or whatever, or people can learn the hard way no, with them. I mean, I don't think people should go killing altcoins. I, I, I mean, if you if you can make money doing it, like sounds like a good idea to me. It's a paid assassin, and I'm I don't I don't know about that. Dude, I dude. I, I then, think that can try away. It can scare people. Then, then try try to kill Bitcoin that way. Exactly. They won't. They won't be able to. That's the difference between Bitcoin and all the rest. And well, let's let's prove it. Like we we assert it, prove it. You know, like so you're trying to scare people off from not killing all these altcoins. Like, like no. If if security is such a big issue, and Bitcoin's got all this security, and these altcoins don't, like why don't we see more? Like Bitcoin Gold, where it had the $18 million reorg attack and like just a mess on that blockchain, right? Like we should be seeing this stuff a whole lot more often. Well, apparently like, we are going to see it more. We are going to see it more often now. And, and well, I mean, I'll, I'll believe it. I'll believe it when we see it, you know. <laughs> I, I, this, the tone has been set here with this, uh, this, this hash war also. People are, people are getting up into a war frenzy. They want to, there's a, there's some people that want to destroy. And I, I, 
I, I know what you're saying. Like, let, let's let the world know that Bitcoin has the most security. And that's where you should be putting your value, not on any of these altcoins. But I'm, I'm not in, you know, people are doing different experiments with these altcoins. I say, just let them be. Just just let them be and ignore. Just like you were saying, ignore the crypto noise. If you don't like altcoins, ignore ignore the altcoins. That's, that's well, I, I mean, that's what I do, you know. But, but like, it's great to have these test beds where you can do experiments. Like, let's, you know, if you're going to dissect a blockchain, like, you want one with the highest market cap because you're going to learn the most. You know, it's too bad if it dies. It's just part of the process. It is funny. Um, go, going back to fake Toshi, he, he is the one who's saying that these, uh, he has basically said that these altcoins should be attacked, that there should be nothing but Bitcoin. Although what he thinks is Bitcoin is nothing it is nothing but an altcoin, which is quite <laughs> ironic because if he gets his way and all of them get attacked, then will he, he'll be the last one to get attacked. But he... You know, he puts out that vibe that he's got the real Bitcoin. Yeah, but it but it, it looks like his uh, his is like falling behind in blocks behind uh, ABC or whatever it is. So like <laughs> he's a he's a pygmy. <laughs> that's that's what people are saying in the chat now. Also, but something that he kept on spouting off beforehand. He's like, it's not just about one day. This is I can we can do this war for a week or a month or a year or whatever. And again, I think it, I think it's a bunch of bluster. Then, then do it because you know what a hodler of last resort can do? They can hold till it goes to zero. This is a this is a game of chicken, like winner takes all. Well, that's what and and he has put it that way also that he he, he he'll, it's worth it for him to go to zero. He'll destroy it all. And yeah, yeah. We just, again, we've got we've gone back to that point, but that that was a uh, you know that's something that's going on in the crypto space today. So, by the way, Ken Bozak, thank you for the four dollars and twenty cents in the super chat, um, and everyone in the chat, thank you for pounding that like button. Well, let's let's get you know you talked about that prism. Someone had a question about the prism setup. I mean, is that too complicated to talk about right now? Well, pr Prism Prism is a laptop. Yeah. And, so and it, it, so it, you can buy one with or without a Wi-Fi card. It's got like great uh, open source, free free source software on it that uh, a lot more secure, not a lot of security holes, all this type of garbage. You know. So you good buy it. You, you buy it. It's good to go right away. Well, I mean, you. It's a. It's a. It runs Linux. Well, a, a brand of it. So, I mean, you're. You're going to have to load all your software and stuff on it. It's a general purpose computer. It's not specialized just for Bitcoin, which I think is a weakness. You know, sure. like Trezors or Ledgers, like they're Bitcoin specific computers, right? Uh -huh. Like, I think that's a weakness. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, why, why, why so? That's interesting. Why? Because, because they know whoever's buying it is going to use it for Bitcoin. Oh. Like you buy a Purism. They don't know what you're going to use it for. Okay, so you see, you're saying that the weakness is at the, uh, the, the giving away who you are level type of thing. That, this is, <laughs> that someone will know that you have Bitcoin. Well, they, they know that you're going to use that particular device for Bitcoin. So, like, you know, if you're looking at it in terms of a search space doing cryptanalysis, like you just, you just made the search space a lot smaller. Okay. All right, that that is true. By the way, someone someone Dan Williams just sent two dollars in the super chat. 
He said, you and Trace can split this. We, we can split this $3. <laughs> oh, oh, and you, you, can, you can have it. You know I do all my stuff for free as a gift to the community. <laughs> yeah, and our, our, after, our afterman just sent $2 too. He said, I will be buying Bitcoin all the way down. Dude, that, I mean, that's what I said. That's what I was. Thank you, both of you guys, for that. There's two dollars. That is the the holder of last resort. You 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 have the conviction. And as I said on yesterday's show, I'm going down with this shit, baby. I'm no, I'm not getting. I value my wealth in Bitcoin, and and that. I mean, yeah, I mean, how how much lower can it go, really? I mean, maybe three thousand, but I mean, there's big money stepping in buying this stuff. It was like eight billion dollars of volume. I mean. That's a lot of volume. I'll say this, you know, we have, we have insider information that shouldn't be insider information. Everyone should know that the big boys are on their way that, but it's just a matter of time before these shoot, but people get caught up with the drama and the crypto noise. They, they know more about uh, personalities then they know about future trends, which is- uh, they, they, they know more about personality than they know about managing their private keys and collecting their forks and I, harvesting them. I agree, I agree. You know, it's like, how, how'd you get your priorities mixed up? It's, well, it's easier to, you know, it's easier to watch TV than to read a book, I guess. Type yeah, type. I get like eat your, eat your Twinkies, good stuff, you'll be healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we there was something about this. Uh, oh, this is holders of last resort. It's it's an honor. You know, after yesterday with so much panic in the air, you just become more elite when the the dollar price goes down because you know there's some of the weak hands have been flushed out now, and there's so there's the stronger hand club, the the holders of last resort. It's become more of an elite club. There are fewer of us. All right, but okay. Hey, I mean, here, here, here's a metric just to put this in perspective. Like chain analysis looked at the total number of Bitcoins. There's maybe 10 million that are active, available for sale that haven't been lost, right? Out of about the 18 million, give or take. Let's say 10 million. There's 220,000 people on the planet with a $30 million net worth or more. If they moved 1% of their net worth into Bitcoin, they would buy 44 Bitcoins each, which would be that whole 10 million. There's just not much Bitcoin. Not at all. Well, I, I, what I wanted to bring up with the holders of last resort concept, and clearly it is a legitimate concept with the, with the Bitcoin community. I don't, in, in other, in altcoins, I don't think they even have holders of last resort. I don't, I don't think they're. <laughs> I, th I think in the bottom, the bottom line is they they'd be willing to turn it into Bitcoin if, if need be. Um, I, do, do you do you know in, in any of these altcoins if there is similar conviction to the the, the, the conviction that is in Bitcoin? I I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, you don't know until like the sell orders start coming in. <laughs> Exactly. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been around Bitcoin where, where it's gone down 35% in a day in like, in like 30 minutes when the 2013 like fork happened. Like, I mean, you, well, you know, you know what type of mental and emotional discipline it takes to be a hodler of last resort? Like, yeah, like this is this, like you have to have such 
control of yourself and your emotions. Like, I mean, it's a hard thing to do, you know, a well, really hard thing to do. Well, here, here's a reminder. And I say this all the time, and I, I just want you to confirm there there's going to be a day in the future where uh, the Bitcoin goes down by $5,000. True or false? True. I mean, the dollar is not limited in amount. 50 years from now, who knows how many of those dollars are going to be around, but probably more than we got today. Well, even, even a better prediction here. And this is just to strengthen people's hands. Uh, Bitcoin will go down uh, in 20, by 20% one day in the future. Oh, I don't know about that. The, the volatility has been getting greatly mitigated. We saw what, like 10, 12% in this recent shakeout and panic? Yes. Yes. You know, where, where it used to be a really big one used to be like 30% or 35. You know, we're talking like the way outside the standard deviations from the norm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, may, well, yeah, we'll probably see a 20. I'd yeah. say it's more probable than not. But, you know, it's, it, it's definitely getting less volatile. Well, I think... That, that yesterday or over the last few days that we could have a 10 to 12% one, I, I would still think there's got to be a 20% one left under this scenario. Um, you know, in the future, Fidelity will be uh, holding a lot of people's uh, crypto and, uh, you know, it'll be, what's the type of the, the, the uh, custodial? There'll be all sorts of custodial accounts. When a custodial account gets hacked, when a, a custodial account, a custodial account will be hacked eventually. Uh, I mean, that, that that'll bring the first time it happens. It'll probably bring the price down on Bitcoin by twenty. HSMs and like, you know, multi-sig. And I don't know the the real professionalism that's coming into this space with the players like Fidelity, and that's Fidelity's wheelhouse. You know, like that's their wheelhouse. So, I the custodianship issue is really not that hard. It's when you got a bunch of people in a clown car that is hard. But I mean, like we we've got we've got very very talented and experienced professionals that are coming into the space now. Uh, it like like Nim, where the it got hacked for five hundred million. It was like two guys running the exchange over in Japan. Like Fidelity is not you know they we're they're they're they're, they're there's things like information system security standards. I mean, private keys, there's a whole industry around like securing these things and, and having key generation ceremonies and like FIPS certified hardware and like chains of custody and, and audits and like you got ISAE audits and like uh, SAS 70 type two audits for processes. Like, you know, the, these, these custodians, like Fidelity, they're going to be doing it the right way, most likely. Like Fidelity, but here you mentioned clown cars before. There are going to be clown cars that are posing as custodians. Uh, I mean, like that's where that's where the Fidelity name is like boom. You know, like how do you how do you establish trust like that? That's where that's why Bact is such a big deal when it comes to the movement of price discovery, because you know we're there that's like operated by the people who operate the largest deepest commodities markets in the world i mean the, these are these boys like they got big boy pants on big boy baby. really big boy pants 
All right, let's, there's one, Dan Williams, and this will be, we're going to tie it up with this, because this is a positive type of question. Dan Williams sent $5 in the super chat, and he has this question. When we start back up, will it be slow or rip your face off? <laughs> I'd probably be slow. Um, I mean, what, what did I do? I wrote an article, the rise of the fourth great Bitcoin bull. Bitcoin was $388. And I called it, you know, and boom, it ran up to 20,000. You know, the, these things, it takes a while, you know, it takes a while. Look, at, look for that mayor multiple, you know, look for that mayor multiple. And, and it helps, helps you understand where you're at in the cycle, you know. So it's, uh, you know, th this manic, this bipolar, like manic depressive way of, approaching prices like you just don't have the right time horizon view and lens that you're looking through long-term thinking people long-term thinking don't work again there are going to be days where it goes down by 500 there are going to be days it goes up by 500 well that that's why we're talking about the mayor multiple right yes it's a 200 day moving average you know and then you start graphing that price and looking at the trend there. So you're you're looking at things with a nine, you know, at 180 day, 200 day, nine months of uh that filters out all the daily noise. Daily noise, it's irrelevant. You know, we want to see where the capital flows are going. And by the way, right behind you is the uh two what's it a a newspaper from the year 2009, I believe? Yeah, yeah. So Chancellor on the second brink of bailout over there. Got Lightning Network white paper over there. Links art collection, good stuff. Lightning Network over that's that's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's the white paper for the Lightning Network. Let's see if we can. Uh, yeah, anyways, can't really get it to work, but. Well, Trace, thank you for that up close and personal look and all of your knowledge that you shared today on the show. It's uh, we've run out of time, everybody. It. Thank you very much again, Trace. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. Um, the energy you bring, the the, the excitement, uh, it should make everyone look forward to the future. It should also make everyone want to learn some more and prepare. Prep, it, it's all about preparation and long-term thinking. Yeah, do, do your homework, get yourself in order, then you can get your financial situation in order, <laughs> uh, your private keys in order. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> don't be running around like just, tossed around like some mouse by by whoever <laughs> with those with, with that knowledge you can be successful people don't run around like a wild man plant make your bed as they say clean your room clean your room that's the first step <laughs> success all right trace everybody hey there'll be another show a little bit later on today at 7 p.m uh eastern time for now i'm adam meister the bitcoin meister to this to remember to subscribe to this channel like this video share this video check out the link section below pound that like button bitcoin bye bye everyone see ya see ya